that's not true anymore. We live in a digital age. You don't have to be stuck at home and invest where you live because sometimes where you live doesn't make any sense. Go. Still haven't closed a deal yet in your real estate business? Not even once. Then you have found the right place. You're a lifesaver. This is Let's go. the Fearless Millionaire Podcast, where you can gain clarity, confidence, cash flow, and build your business the right way from the inside out. Here's your fearless leader, Nathan Amaral. Hey everyone, it's Nathan here with the Fearless Millionaire Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, a very fabulous guest, because not only is she an awesome real estate investor, but she's been a good close friend of mine for many years, and that is Stacy Conkey. Stacy is the co-founder of Warriors of Wealth with her partner, Jen Conkey, and they have helped over 10,000 people generate wealth through multiple industries. Uh, they guide people through real estate investing, scaling people's businesses, and climbing, helping them climb the corporate ladder, but also helping people remove limiting beliefs, and they help people get real results from supercharging any specific area of their life, uh, and they are fantastic at doing this. I met Stacy actually 10 years ago, and we've stayed connected over the years, and what I find truly uh, intriguing about Stacy is that she has built her business uh, in a very specific way that she can do it from anywhere. And I wanted to get Stacy on the podcast show so that you could learn about these type of opportunities and her methods that are available uh, to any of our, our audience and aspiring investors uh, who want to duplicate this model into remote real estate investing. So with that said, Stacy, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you, Nathan? I'm staying alive. <laughs> because, you know, Yay! I have, yeah, I have to say it's a great this, first step. I know, right? It's just, uh, it, it's crazy. It's interesting how much this has affected people. And I know we were just talking about this, but I know it's affected people in so many different ways, family and friends, how they're like, you know, Nathan, I, I know you've been doing this remotely for so many years, but, you know, can you give me some tips and pointers? Um, but for us, I mean, it's kind of been, you know, remote work has been, how long have you been well, doing remote work? Yeah. How long has it since, been for you? Since 2003. So 17 years. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was lucky in that one of my first mentors is I believe in, I believe in investing in your education. So I did that when I was new in 2003. And luckily yeah. one of, I probably had four or five different instructors in the program I was in. And one of them was this Canadian guy, and he basically invested in the U.S. from Canada. And so he just really opened my mind to the possibility of being able to invest somewhere that your physical body isn't. But every other instructor I had talked to was like, oh, you got to stay within 50 miles. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, that was a hard thing to do. I lived in a really competitive market at the time. So I was really grateful that I came across that one mentor who showed me that's not true anymore. We live in a digital age. You don't have to be stuck at home and invest where you live because sometimes where you live doesn't make any sense. That now that's very true. So how long ago was that? Because I'm sure technology was very different then, right? It was, well, it was in 2003 and we had, so we had cell phones were a thing. I don't know that I had okay. a smartphone yet. I don't think that was till like 2005, but yeah. uh, you know, I had cell phone internet was definitely like up and running. So it wasn't like dial up. It was okay. faster than dial up. Uh, yeah. I do remember I would listen to cassette tapes of my real estate <laughs> training. There were CDs, but I was still listening yeah. to cassette tapes. So technology wise, there was internet, but I mean, the resources now are just 
like blow that out of the water. And I was able to do it then. I mean, just imagine it's infinitely easier now. I mean, it is just, there's so many resources make it so easy now. So simple, not easy, nothing's easy, simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, we have so many tools and resources now that make it, you know, I hate when I hear people, you know, complain about, you know, real estate in today's age, because it's like, wow, (laughs) if you did it when I got started, you would have had a a lot harder knocking on doors, you know, it's just like, what? Yeah. So tell us how you got started in real estate. Like, tell us maybe your background and before real estate and then as you got into it. Okay. So my background is uh, in accounting. So I got a degree in accounting. I uh, went and um, got a job at one of the big six accounting firms. I think there's only four now, but the one I got a job on was Arthur Anderson. So that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, mm. I think so that Enron, but I went yeah. and I got, um, but so I worked in big six public accounting for uh, two years. I got my CPA license, was an auditor, traveled all over. And, um, and then I went into the private sector and became a controller of a public company and was doing that. I started working on my MBA and I got invited by my boss, the CEO of the company I was working with, to go to a Tony Robbins event. And I was like, me that guy with the, the big teeth, that big goofy <laughs> guy, the giant horse teeth. That's the only thing I knew of Tony Robbins. And now, yeah. like, the guy literally changed my entire life path. Wow. I, 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 I hold him at a very high esteem. But back then, I didn't know who he was. But yeah. I went to that event, and the big message I got out of that was that I was just literally on the wrong path in life, career-wise. And I was like, that was mind blowing because I had already spent seven years in school, you know, four right, years in industry right. working and I was heading to the CFO position. That's what I was going for. Wow. And I just realized I was supposed to do something else. So what? Uh, so you attended the Tony Robbins event and I'm glad we have that in common, by the way. Um, <laughs> you attended the Tony Robbins event and then you started. I mean, was it was it straight from the event into real estate or how did, no. how did, that, how did real estate happen? So I, the only thing I knew when I left the event is that I wasn't on the right path, but I didn't know what that okay. even meant. I had no idea. So I just was kind of stepped one foot in front of the other. I ended up going to their financial, financial, I don't know, because financial gotcha. mastery, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was like four really long days. There was like one speaker for an hour and a half out of mm. the entire four days that was on real mm. estate. And I was like, hook line singer i was like that is it she talked about buying a fourplex and getting passive cash flow and i was like that makes so much sense to me and it just it just resonated hard and i went home and although i I tried to do all the stock stuff i learned i wasn't interested or passionate and so i started joining investor clubs and just learning what i could and then i ended up coming across like a a seminar company and Mm. went and made a big investment got educated it was a terrible wow. education, but it was enough that I got, I could get started and then learn well, from you know, the real world, the rest. <laughs> that's another, that's another thing we have in common. You know, I, I remember I did also make a big investment into my education and, and it wasn't the best education. I mean, I think I got all these seminars, but did no deals right. in two years until this real estate coach flew to my area you know, kicked me in the butt, helped me make offers. And then, you know, it became a reality. Thank God. I mean, if it wasn't, so I, I can't say it was a complete wash, but I'll tell you what, it, um, it definitely gave me the confidence that I needed to, to get, take that step into real estate investing. Um, so I wow, didn't know that about you. 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I that you had actually, a mentor come and fly to you. That's funny. Yeah, I, I went <laughs> to a big stadium, right? And they pitched this program for like nine, a three-day for $97. And can you believe it? My ex-fiance at the time was like, go, go. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go. And, and I had the money. I ha- yeah, and I had the money, but she's like, fine, I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, no, you're not. I'll buy it. So I went, I, I paid the 97, I went for the three days and I'll tell you what, I was like all in. And, um, and it, it, unfortunately the two years of going to seminars and still working jobs in between wasn't a really good model. Uh, and the education was just fair, but when the coach came out and pushed me to make 11 offers, I closed on, I got four accepted, closed on two. That was it. That was when it became a reality. But so when you got started in real estate, though, because I started in single family, um, single families and wholesaling, what did you get started in when you when you started the business? So it's probably similar to you. The education I got was very broad. So I had a lot of different boot camps. And that's actually a model I don't care for. And I don't Mm. I as an educator. I don't like it because it's very hard to actually do anything when you just keep getting peppered with new information. But I didn't know any different. So at the time, the first deal I did was a fix and flip. And then the next two were ones where I had to do some renovation, but then they were just buy and hold rentals. Um, then I uh, fairly shortly got into like the burr, doing the burr strategy and refinancing my money back out. I did pre-construction, new construction. Um, and then just a lot of, um, rentals, Mm. uh, rentals and flips. I almost always did renovation though. Renovation has been something that's always been in my, um, kind of in one of my main strategies. Sure. Because so, I like to get the uh, the forced appreciation. But I just right, did, I did a right. little bit of everything. I did some wholesaling, some lease options. <laughs> I okay. did everything. Yeah, you've done. I, I <laughs> know you've done a lot. Of, I remember. I remember when we first met, um, and it was in San Diego. I think. Yeah, it was in San Diego. Well, that wasn't the first time we met, no, but there was a Boston. time in San Diego. Yeah, we met in yeah. Boston, but there was a time we met in San Diego where um, I remember all these papers were on. You know your 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 desk on your kitchen table and i was like what is going on she's like oh yeah i'm just i'm just flipping like this apartment complex or something like that and i'm like what <laughs> like you're doing some you're doing some bigger stuff and i was just like wow that's that's really cool um it, so tell me a little about i know you you've got a lot going on i'd love to kind of get like like fast forward what's been happening recently um, in, in the strategies you're doing in real estate, especially with, you know, a lot of people right now, a little concerned or wondering what's going to happen with the market, but what's been happening recently for you? Yeah. So as far as, so I'll tell, I'm going to talk broader than just me because there's just, there's more going on than what any single transaction Jennifer and I are working on any time. But so, so I'm going to speak more broadly and then I will speak to what our specific thing when, so the people that we work with who are newer in real estate, a lot of people that I work with are new or they're just they're trying to scale the main advice i've given them for right now is look you it's going to be very difficult to time the market but the one thing i can tell you is going to be probably a dangerous move to make is doing like a regular retail fix and flip and we do that strategy but i was like here's the deal right now um and i know that your listeners probably aren't even focused on that but it it does make a good point Right, right now, you know, when you are going to resell a property, you have to begin with the end in mind before you write the offer, right? you got to know what it's going to sell for. And right. usually you look at the past three months, maybe six, I tend to look at just three months to be able to pre- predict what my house is going to sell for after it's renovated in two months from now. I can't look at the past three months 
and mm-hmm. say that three months from now it's going to be worth that. I can't look at yesterday, yeah. a sale yesterday, and say in three months it'll be worth that. I have no idea. It might be worth that. It might be worth more, and it might be mm-hmm. worth way less. We don't know. So there's a really big level of uncertainty around retail resale prices. So mm-hmm. what I've advised everybody that I'm working with is if you're not already in a deal, just don't go forward with that strategy. You have you can make money so many other ways focusing on passive income, whether it's you're buying your own passive income real estate or you're you're renovating it and then putting tenants in there, refinancing it, or you're wholesaling a rental property to someone else that wants thing, or you're buying, renovating, putting a renter and then selling it as a performing okay. cash flow property. Okay. Like there's a okay. lot of ways to make money. I yeah, just yeah. don't do the, the retail because the retail is the big component, that big question mark, because we don't know what's going to happen with the economy. And frankly, mm-hmm. with rentals, if prices go up and down, I don't give a crap. Like, who cares? Yeah. I'm just holding yeah. it for cash flow. I don't care if the price goes up and down because I'm just holding it. It's a long-term play. Right. So would you say that the majority of the stuff that you've been investing in or that you tell your clients to invest in is more passive cash flow? Is that more of what you're doing these days? Right now, yeah. And for the past five years up until November, I had been... I didn't know you had a one-on-one trainer. I just laughed because that's what I, that's what I've been yeah. doing for five years. I would fly yeah. to someone's home. I basically kicked their ass for three days and they'd have 11 offers out by the time. Right, I left. Right. That's literally yeah. what I did as far as a trainer. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Jennifer and I have four kids. And so it's just me traveling all the time as they're getting older, they're three of three, eight year olds and a six year old. It was just becoming a strain on our family. So we made the decision to just shift our business model. And yeah. I just didn't feel like economically, even without COVID, I didn't feel economically that it was smart to start a training organization based on fix and flip mm. because the market has been too good for mm. too long. And I felt yeah. like it's probably going to soften and rentals just way, make way more sense during a time yeah. where real estate's not crazy. So, and I've always had a passion anyway for that in apartment buildings. And that's my, that's my thing. And you know what? I was thinking about this probably a few weeks ago about, I remember some of these conversations. Uh, However, I think you guys made such a smart decision because there was a a time where in a conversation where you said, you know, are we going to build a, you know, go into the seminars and teach people and events? Now the event business is in the toilet. Yes. Like it's completely gone. And so it just, it's like you guys saw it coming. You guys have intuition. And you saw it coming even before people knew it was going to happen. So that's, that's just intuition. And that, that's what makes you a great, uh, you know, business person um, because you can sense that and you can see it coming. So that's, yeah. that's, really I went cool. through 2008 and 2009. When you right. go through something like that, yeah, you are, you have PTSD for the rest of your life. And there's certain things that you just pay closer attention to because you never want to go through something like that again. And that's been True. the case. I've been, it took a while before I was willing to get back into rentals. It was Jennifer pushing me and pushing, pushing, mm. like we got to start doing passive cash flow. And I was like, Oh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm nervous because oh eight, oh nine. And I'm like, oh. right. she's like, well, what did you, what did you do then that you know to do differently? I'm like, okay, that's a good point. So mm. we started making that shift, but I, I think I pay very close attention to the intuition now because it's just in me. Like I don't ever want to be caught yeah. off guard again. Mm-hmm. And and Jen's really super strategic in, in just in general in everything. So she she just by nature pays attention to that stuff. And me, I'm out yeah, of yeah. Uh, I don't have that happen again. 
So we just, so, we already had adjusted. We stopped flipping our last yeah. one was probably last summer. And we were okay. like, we're just going to stop flipping for a while. We'll just focus on passive income and doing okay. stuff there. And then, you know, we'll, we'll just see what, the, what happens to the market. Let's talk a little bit more about the passive real estate model. Um, and I'd like to dive a little deeper as in this model that you teach. Is it mostly like single families? Is it multis? I mean, I've known you for a long time about multis, but can you dive a little bit into more of like the specific property type as well as maybe pros and cons to it? Oh, absolutely. So in general, when, when I'm teaching someone, I, it always starts with like, what are their, like, what are their goals and aspirations? It's really difficult for no matter what they say, their goal or aspiration is if mm. the conversation is around building a portfolio, it's very difficult for me to say, yeah, go buy single family homes in your port it, right, as your right. main thing, mainly because they don't cash flow that well, but they, they're really great for equity. So Generally speaking, I'm either talking to someone who is really new and they're just like, you know what, I want to get started with multifamily. And what they mean is like small, two, three, four units, like residential. Okay. So that's okay. a lot of people are in that space. And then I have another group of people who are like, you know what, either they've already been doing that and they want to step it up and scale to getting into apartment buildings, or they just they are they just want to go right to apartment buildings. Usually there's like the stepping stones that usually go two to four units and do a handful of those and just learn the business first before mm -hmm. they jump to apartments. But every once in a while, someone's like, yeah, no apartments just make sense. So I work with both and, and both of them are great. It really has everything to do with the person. Cause I don't, okay. I don't feel right about taking just someone who's brand new in real estate and throwing them right into a 20 unit building, unless that's their desire from jump. I'd rather them learn the business Mm -hmm. on the smaller stuff that, you know, isn't as much as they grow into it. But, you know, okay. I just, I listen to the needs of who I'm, who I'm talking to, what their goals are. And then we establish a plan that they're excited about. And then we, you know, we basically help them through that, through the education process and through the doing. Yeah. So when it comes to um, this, you know, setting up a passive real estate model, uh, and you, so you're, you're basically, I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. You're basically ana analyzing the client's needs, what the, where they're at in their life and in their business and where they're going yeah. and then kind of say, okay, here are the options, right? So it's yeah, more of a strategic and resources. approach <clears throat> and their resources. Yeah. Because that will make an impact. Someone who has, you know, $15,000 to invest and they don't want yeah. to do, go do fundraising there's, we can't go do apartment buildings, but they could get into a duplex in Indianapolis, like a fixer duplex and do like the birth strategy with 15 or 20,000 available. Right. But then there's someone who might have, you know, six figures and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. Then, you know, it depends on what market they want to invest in, but true, it really true. depends on. And sometimes even when people have a lot of capital, they, their personality is going to drive whether we go right for the big stuff because maybe they're like, I don't want to waste my time with little duplexes, not interested. Or someone else right. is like, oh, I, I absolutely don't want to jump right into 20 units. I want to start with the small stuff and learn it. It's really a personality thing plus financial resources or what, yeah. or what they're willing to do to make the financial yeah. resources happen. That's a good, that's a good point. Do you take them through like an analysis or something like I, years ago? And even today, some of my clients, I have them go through a Colby test. I mean, do you, do you have like a system or a consultation that you do with people to, to find that out for them? 
It's not, it's not a specific test. It's really just a conversation. I mean, I've been doing real estate okay. for 17 years and I've been training yeah. people for nine. And so I have, so part of it is, is just, I have a very deep intuitive understanding of the student or the, the new investors experience and mm. what it's like to be that person because I was that person and it was very, very hard. And part of why I teach today is because to me, it was so much more difficult than it needed to be because the education wasn't laid out in a logical sequence mm. that built upon and that forced me to take one step before I learned the next one. And so I became very passionate about going back and making it an easier path for other people. So I just get on like a zoom call like this with someone who's going to be, you know, coaching and I'll just ask a lot of questions until I really feel like I have a solid understanding of what are they trying to accomplish? What are their timelines? What are their resources? And our, and also what their willingness is as far as how much do they want to work? You know, they want to put in three hours a week or they want to put in 15 hours a week. And then we will basically create a plan together. Everything I have buy off with them to make sure they want it. And then yeah. we, we go to work and put it into play. What if, what if someone doesn't have a lot of capital? You know, I know some of, some of, uh, of our listeners and some people who are just getting started into real estate, they're looking at the market and they're, you know, oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with the volatility uh, and what, especially what's going on right now. What if someone doesn't have a lot of capital uh, to get started in real estate? It, you know, it, what would you suggest to someone like that? So a couple things. One, if, if you're saying like, let's just say no capital, because that almost, that's almost an okay. easier conversation. To have. Let's yeah, say that yeah. someone has no capital of their own, but they really want to invest. Frankly, when I started, that was me. That was me. I didn't have capital yeah. to invest, but boy, I wanted it. So I mm -hmm. had extremely high drive. So for me, what I ended up doing was because I was, I was learning and I was educated, I could definitely speak the language. As I went to investor clubs and was networking with other investors, and these days we even have social media, so it's even right. broader. But as I right. was networking and talking to other people, I found that there were a lot of people who wanted to invest and they actually had capital and credit, but they did not know how to invest. And they weren't going to go spend the time or invest in themselves to, to learn how to do it. So they were going to always stay in want. They're going to go to their investor club once a month, spend yeah. their $20, learn, you know, three seconds of content and think eventually they'll do a deal. And they never ever will because they never have enough information. They don't have enough knowledge. So I basically became like, um, like a stopgap, I would talk to them and I'd say, well, you know, I'm looking for a partner or I'm looking for a private lender so that I can do this deal. Um, I'll show you what I'm doing. And I meant it at the time. I've, I'm a natural teacher at heart and I was a hundred percent sincere. And everybody that I ended up working with was like, yeah, I really want to learn. So yeah, I'll fund your deal. I still paid them interest like, like oh, normal, yeah. but you know, and they're like, yeah, and then I'll learn from you. I'm like, okay. I've never had a single person actually take me up on the learning part. It's like once they're getting their eight, 10 or 12%, they're yeah. just like, they're busy with their life. So yeah, yeah, if someone okay. doesn't have any funds, but they have the, the desire, then my advice is go get, get yourself educated so that you can actually be the one to do, do the deals. And then you could, the money part doesn't have to be a big deal. That's, that's you finding somebody who wants to know how to do what you know how to do that maybe doesn't have the time or is not going to take the time to learn it. And you guys come together and you both do the deal together and you have what you need. And then you do that a few times, you build up your own capital and then you don't need to do that. The other thing is they could do wholesaling. Yeah. 
That would be another oh, thing well, that someone could do if they're new or don't well, have you bring up <clears throat> You bring up a good point though, but when, you, when you're talking about um, wholesaling, are you, are you specifically telling people wholesaling like single family or multifamily or what would, so, what would you choose for that for like today's market? Well, for today's market, frankly, I would choose multifamily. So, um, and it's funny because we just, we actually just launched our wholesale course this week, Monday. So five days ago, we just okay. launched it. And the big thing that I'm telling our students is, look, this is not your conventional wholesale course because there's like 3000 of them out there and they yeah. all teach the exact same thing. I'm going to teach you what Jennifer and I do. I've never taught anyone wholesale before. We just kept that kind of in-house. The thing that we do differently that I am trying to raise people's awareness of is, look, if you want to wholesale, really what, what you're looking to do is you're looking to com combine a property with a buyer. A buyer that doesn't know about the property wouldn't know about the property. And when you know how to invest remotely and you know how to build relationships with realtors, you don't have to do right. door knocking, skip tracing, sending out right, letters, right. like all the traditional conventional things. You don't need to do that. You need to be a good relationship builder. You build a relationship with the realtors. They send you leads. Sometimes they're on market. Sometimes they're off market. You combine that deal with your buyer who might live in California or New York or somewhere where cash flow doesn't make sense. And now you have something of value. So you don't mm. even have to go do the traditional find the motivated seller who's going through right. a divorce. That, yeah. You know, that's so many people trying to do the same thing and people right. get frustrated and they quit and there's no need to. It just, you just need, they just need to adjust to realizing it doesn't have to be wholesaling mean can mean a broader thing than what most people are doing. So, yeah. So for that's, me, I say two to four units is probably going to be the easiest <clears throat> thing to wholesale okay. if you're okay. looking for investors who are looking for cash flow, which is what I'm teaching my students. Okay. You, you can look and, for people and, who want to flip, but right now, eh, not okay. ideal. When you're in regards to that, if someone's flipping like a two family or a four family, are they flipping it with tenants inside or, you know, occupied or unoccupied? Yeah. So that I would consider, I don't even know that this is a real thing, but I did a, like a master class about a month or two ago and I called yeah. it the BRRS just cause it was, play yeah. on BRRR, but it was buy, renovate, rent, and sell. Okay. I also called investor flip. That's what I've always called it, investor flip. So the okay. whole idea of the investor flip is you put tenants in there, you get professional management, you make it a hundred percent turnkey. You give your buyer mm -hmm. the insurance contact, the property manager's already in place, like everything, the utilities wow. are already established and done, or you have all the contact information. You make it right. so easy for them. Mm. that they if they want cash flow all they're going to say is yes and then hey can you get me another one so it's right, really about the experience right. that you bring and just being awesome so they want to come back to you or send their friends yeah and th that buyer though just to make it clear to audience though can you explain more about that end buyer so after yeah. you're you know buying it renovating it uh, occupying it Who's the end buyer typically for that type of property? All right. So typically the end buyer is someone who like they all, you don't have to convince them that real estate is the way to wealth. They already mm. know that. So they know that, but they are not educated on how to actually do it. They know they want it, but they don't know how to do it. So if you can clear out all of the question marks for them, like, look, the property has already been renovated. If, if it yeah. was, it already has tenants. It's already bringing in this much rent. Here's the property taxes. Here's the insurance because it's all in place. Here's the property right. management. Um, it's all done. All you have to do is go get a loan. And by the way, here's 
five lenders that you can choose from. <laughs> yeah, making yeah. it so easy, you know, you're done for you. Down, yeah, it's done it's, for it's, the buyer. It's yes. done for you for the buyer. Yeah. So, so it's <laughs> okay. not someone who the end buyer is not someone who's like a student of real estate education as sure. we were. Like, I wasn't going to go buy something from someone who they already did all the work. I wanted to be yeah. the one to do the work. But, you know, my neighbor who worked at whatever corporation worked 70 hours a week, he was like, oh man, I really wish I could get into rental real estate. That's just, I, but I don't have any time. I have no idea how to do it. I don't have time. That's a perfect buyer. And they're all around. It's not like people always say, oh, you're the doctors and lawyers. Doctors, lawyers, it's the guy who works at the grocery store too. It's anybody who wants to have an asset in their portfolio so that when they go to retire, they are not relying on the government to hopefully have managed their social security properly or their employer to have managed their 401k properly or their pension just gives you more control, more security. So yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, and by the way, can, I know people are going to wonder, can, do you like, do you direct people to these types of properties? Do you have these properties? Like if someone was listening to this and they're like, well, I would like that. How do I get my hands on one of those properties? Possibly what I would probably more likely do in a case like that is just tap, um, bring them into our network and okay. just be like, oh, hey, like I know Natasha right now in our mastermind is wholesaling six properties and four of them are duplexes and a couple single families. Let me make an introduction. So it just depends. Like if we are actively doing the investor flip strategy, then we would sell right. our own. I did recently connect um, a contact that I had in Indianapolis who had a single family, but it was already rented and it was totally renovated. And I, I wasn't looking to buy that, but somebody in my group was. So I just made an introduction and um, and then okay. he moved forward on it and he stepped into cash flow on day one and was thrilled about it. That's really good. Tell us a little bit more about your network though. And I do have a question, a follow-up question to the network part, but tell us a little bit about your network, your community that you have with, you know, I know people are just probably curious as much as I am about what you're, what you're sharing. Oh, sure. So we, um, Jennifer and I wanted to create a community of investors, both new and experienced, where people could come and collaborate, where we could provide um, value, free education. If someone wanted to have coaching, we, wa- we wanted to give so much value that if they say, I want to take it to the next level, that they would naturally ask us. That was, that's what we wanted to foster. We wanted to foster a place where people could be doing deals together, you know, on their own, mm. but in a thing. So we chose to use Facebook, Facebook groups, because that seems to be where most people spend their time right now. So we started our group in November of 2019 and it's called Remote Passive Income Real Estate Investing. And um, I think we're at what, 2,200 people? I think we're around 2,200 people or almost. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and we just, we're very actively growing it and it's become this just great community of people and we do, we do, right now we just do a lot of educating because we have a lot of new people in there and then people who are more experienced will sometimes comment to help someone who has a, who's new has a question, but okay. that's really it. We really want to grow that community. So it becomes like the go-to place for people who are interested in building passive income, but doing it remotely because that's the thing that's unusual. Right. Now is, is this where I'm hearing always about the 14 day challenge? I mean, I, I know, I know you're active on Facebook. Both of you guys are active on Facebook, but tell us about, tell me about the, this, what's all this rave and news about this 14 day challenge. I'd love to hear more about okay. that. I know other people would too. Sure. Well, it's funny because when Jennifer and I started, uh, made the decision to 
to start this. And it's so funny because you were involved in all these conversations before we even knew what we were going to do. I remember talking to you. I'm like, I can feel the winds of change are about to blow, but yeah. I don't know even what that means, but I know you Absolutely. keep popping in my head. So yeah. we're going to have a conversation, but so we ended up um, creating what we called the 14 day challenge before we even knew we were going to do a Facebook group. We didn't know what we were going to do with it, but basically it's, um, it's kind of like a core, I call it a challenge, but basically it's a course that breaks down over 14 days, like every day is a video on the next step in the process. So it starts off okay. with, you know, knowing your why, um, doing market mm. analysis, and then going okay. deep into market analysis and building your team and lead generation and rehabbing and just like it's every step along, wow. the, along the way, actually up through making your first offer. So it's called the 14 day challenge to making your first offer. So, Oh, wow. We, okay. Yeah. That's what it's really up until the first offer, but it gets people because the whole thing is I, I tell people in the videos, like, look, I am not, don't just watch these videos and be like, Oh, that was really interesting. Yeah. Don't waste time. Don't waste. Well, I already recorded it, but don't waste the time. <laughs> if you're not going to yeah. go do it, don't bother watching the video because this is intent intended to get you into action. Mm -hmm. And once you're in action, once the momentum is going, it is so much easier to keep right. it going. So the 14 day challenge gets people into action, like researching markets, making a decision, starting mm. to reach out and talk to build a team. And once they get the momentum, they start getting confident and then, and then it just starts rolling from there. So. Wow. Then that's really good because I think a lot of people get stuck on, I think back to my past, I mean, got stuck on making that first offer. My biggest fear at that time was what happens if they say yes? What happens if that seller says yes to my offer? Then what then, right? So I know that over the years of being in this industry that a lot of people get stuck on that part of, you know, getting to the offer. Is it right? Am I doing it correctly? Are my numbers, you know, did I, did I run the calculations correctly? Um, and and that, that plays a big part in, in people's, uh, you know, hesitation to getting that. So you're saying when they go through this entire 14 day challenge, by the end of those 14 days, they should have made an offer. Exactly. And, and it's funny because early on, we haven't we really haven't done very much promoting of it, but in the very beginning, when we started the group, a couple of times I offered it for free. It's a $97 like challenge that we have out there right now that people can do. But in the very yeah. beginning of the Facebook page, a couple, I, I made it free to the Facebook members a couple of times and a few people took me up on it, they went through it and ended up mm -hmm. buying properties. Like one of them, wow. he ended up enrolling in our mastermind. So he's actually in yeah. the mastermind, but within the first three weeks of our mastermind, he had closed on two properties, three units. And I was like, oh. well, I mean, I know we haven't been in the mastermind long enough. <laughs> so how did this start? When I interviewed him, right. he's like, started with your 14 day challenge. And I was like, seriously? Wow, he great. goes, yeah, that's I just, great. I've been wanting to do this forever. And I just, I kept spinning my wheels because I couldn't figure out where to start. And you just made it so, <laughs> easy he's like yeah. so it started with the 14 day challenge i was like all that's right and fantastic. then a few other people started saying the same thing and i was like okay that, that's that's <laughs> fantastic you know years ago if when i got started i would have gladly paid you know to get from day one to day 14 and have offers that i would have gladly paid 97 dollars back then i it would have Thanks. saved me from spending so much time and money on more seminars and more seminar uh, seminars and training Right. Uh, that I spent, you know, so that that's awesome. That is so good to hear. Yeah. And it just, yes. you know, the, the whole thing, when people are ready to actually start like buying it, that is a different level of education. And you just, you do need more help because these are big purchases and you got to be careful. Yeah. But it, sometimes for people just, instead of being like, oh, 
I want to buy property, but it's so overwhelming. You know what? If you just start somewhere, do right. the one thing. They're like the 14 day challenge is great because they can do the one thing today is market research. And maybe they don't mm -hmm. do each each day. Sometimes a 14 day challenge takes someone three weeks or maybe a month. And some people do it in seven days. <laughs> you know, they just do it really quick. But if yeah. you're doing the things along the way, right. you start getting like feeling like, you know what, this is doable. And it's only one step at a time. So it's not mm -hmm. overwhelming. And so it allows people to succeed. And that was, that was my whole goal in coming into educating in this space was I was tired of having and hearing of people making these huge investments in their education and they never did anything with it because it wasn't laid out in a way that they could one, consume it and understand it, but two, take action on it. And so right. everything that I've done and that I do is about the, I'm gonna teach you a little bit and then you take the action on a little bit. Then I'll teach yeah. you the next step and you take the next action on that. And that's why my students have such a very, very high level of success is because that's, I make them take action one step at a time. That's really great. You brought up a good point though that I needed clarity on. So after the 14 day challenge, do they go from there to your master class? I mean, what, what help would someone get after the 14 day challenge? Yeah, it's good. So the, um, the mastermind is fairly new. We just, we launched it as a beta on um, February 4th and we just finished we basically just finished the beta a couple of weeks ago at the end of March. And so now it's, so and the reason it was beta is because I was literally building out the course. Now the course is 133 pieces to it, like videos. Wow. But it's, wow. It, the, the mastermind is, it, it's made up of two things. One is this monster course. It's literally everything from A to Z through choosing your market all the way through closing, renovating, yeah refinancing the property management advertising like it is literally a to z remote passive income real estate investing like that is all anyone would ever need it's complete but what comes with the mastermind and what makes probably a more difference for people is that they get weekly coaching with me so everybody oh, okay. in the mastermind gets on a group zoom once a week and it's not i'm not even there like to come and teach them stuff the, the teaching is all done it's all online it's right. okay what are you working on this week steve what about right. you Bobby? accountability it yeah. is and it's just um well and it's accountability and it's where they can say you know uh, i was talking to this one agent and they brought up blah 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 and i just i kind of got stuck and i'm like okay so let's talk about that so i'll find learning opportunities that are coming up while my students are taking action every week and they're moving they're moving forward mm. in it so we had bobby's working on closing a deal natasha has six under contract steve closed two and is working wow. on closing four more Tajane is making several offers. Like we have a, we probably have 20 people in and not everybody comes every week, but we have a good number of people that um, are now That's in awesome. deals That's because, awesome. because of it. But the fact that they have coaching is what makes them or the weekly, they know they're going to yeah. have access to makes them feel more comfortable that they're not going to get powerful. killed financially. That's very powerful. That's very yes. powerful. That's very it's powerful. Fun. I, we really enjoy it. I didn't know the group dynamic would be so, um, powerful, but it really, I've always been a one-on-one -on -one person with the last five years. So I didn't know how yeah. to be doing the group and it is, it's, it's so powerful, much better huh? for them because oh, wow. you know, what Steve is working on, you know, maybe, um, you know, Courtney isn't there yet, but she is learning so much because Steve's like, yeah, I was talking to the seller and he's trying to say this, he wants me to close on this date and then have the tenants move out a day after. And I'm like, Oh hell no, absolutely right. not. And let me tell you why. And so everybody else in the mastermind and they learn learning, from each other. Yeah. They're learning from their deals because I'm coaching people through, but in the group 
environment. And if they ever right. send me like a one-on-one question, if they're a one-on-one client, that's different. But if someone yeah. in the group and they send me a one-on-one question, I'm like, that's a great question. Put it in the group string. Cause we have like a, like a group text string in messenger. Okay. So that they, if they need help in between, you know, they can get some help. Oh, that's but, great. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And just everyone encourages really, each other. And yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's really good. And and you do have one-on-one help as well. Like, cause I know like some people yeah. learn great in group and some people work better. Like me personally, I'm a one-on-one guy. Like yeah. I, 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 I'm okay with groups just to listen. And then when I great. need something specific, uh, yeah, I'm more. Yeah. Yeah. We do that both. We have, we have the group and then, <laughs> Everybody that is in our one-on-one program also they're mostly on the group calls because they like how much they learn from listening to other people. But when they have right. a deal and they don't want to wait till the next Tuesday and then you know, we can get on a call and I can look at their deal and, you know, yeah. make the offer with them, get on the phone with their realtor. Like that's just, wow. that's a different level of, True. of help. But yeah, but there's some people who choose to do that too. So yeah, we True. try to wow. make sure that everybody has the level of help that they feel that they need and that they're comfortable mm-hmm. investing in to reach whatever goals that they have. Well, that's great. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, Stacy, this has been uh, not only insightful, but uh, exciting. Gosh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm so excited to hear how many more people have been going through the 14 day challenge being successful. I've been seeing a lot of like people getting deals. I watch your live, uh, uh, your live uh, Facebook lives sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And it's, it's really great to hear that success. Now, uh, at the end of every show, what we like to do is we like to get to know a little bit more you and our guests and how, how you tick. So I got three questions for you. All right. Okay. The first one is we want to know what is your biggest fear? Oh, and it, by the way, by the way, it could be, let me tell you something. It could be current fear. Like I'll give you an example. My biggest fear right now is my 11-month-year-old son is climbing on top of tables, and I'm afraid he's going to fall. Like, that's a big fear right now. So, well, could be current, could said, be past. As of, like, a couple weeks ago, I would have said my biggest fear is that the schools are going to remain shut down and that the kids are still going to be at home <laughs> until next fall. But that fear's been realized, and the kids will be home until the oh. fall. So, my biggest fear, that, that one's already come into play. Yeah. Um, I think the other one, the probably just the real challenge that probably every business owner has is, you know, trying to figure out how to balance mm. being a business owner and having business aspirations. I swear I just need to have more hours in the day. My aspirations yeah. are bigger than the time that I have. And, you know, I waited until I was 37. Same with Jennifer. We waited until we were 37 years old before we had kids because we're career people. And, um, you know, now that we have kids, it just, it adds such a, a deep and incredibly important component to our life. And we, we take the responsibility for how they're raised. So like, it's just, it's so important that we be able, so it's just, it's the challenge of how do we give everything that we want to give to our business, but still give Mm. everything that we need to give to our kids. So that's just something that we're working and especially now that they're home all the time, like we're getting especially more opportunity. And there's no, there's no extracurricular activities. There's no baseball. So we actually have more time with them. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, I think that's probably the biggest fear is what if I screw up my kids because I didn't, you know, do something right, which I know has nothing <laughs> to do with real estate, but. No, but it's definitely a mother's heart though. It's a mother's love and a mother's heart. I think even, uh, you know, uh, growing up being homeschooled, I was in private school and homeschooled. I remember one of my mom's biggest concerns was always about, you know, did I teach them well enough? You know, and that's, I think that's just a a loving um, 
mother's heart, you know. All right, the next question I have for you is, what are you most proud of? <clears throat> oh, man. Um, you know, we went through there's a lot of, I can take that a lot of ways. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a business one in this case. Okay. So a couple of years ago, we went through a, the most unbelievably difficult time in our real estate business. Like we just, I was, I, I'm kind of a deal junkie. So I tend to, when I go, we, I, we do acquisition, we go into acquisition mode. So we'll do a bunch and then we'll take a yeah. break and manage it. We'll do a bunch and manage it. Well, I taken on probably more than I should have given. I now have four kids. I didn't used to have kids. So I could do right, right. 12 or 13 deals. Who cares? But I was right. traveling 15 to 20 days a month training other people. I have four kids. We had all these flips going on and we were getting married. And so there was just, there was so much going on and we had some delays with some of our rehabs and they're all in the same market because the Mm -hmm. market all of a sudden got resaturated with investors. So we went through this very difficult time where we had to make some really hard decisions that I just wasn't sure what the right move. And so like Jennifer came back and she was focused on another part of her career Uh, But she just stepped fully back into the business. And we had probably three or four months where we were like, man, are we going to be able to make it out of this? Because we just had made a couple of, it was a combination of a couple of errors with a couple of, that's just some really bad freaking luck, you know, about contractors. But um, I think the thing that I'm most most proud of is that we pulled out of that in such a very strong financial, we literally looked at it and went, well, we're going to either, either lose everything or we're going to have a multi-million dollar portfolio. That's a really right. weird, big contrast. But yeah. we laid out all the different potential things that could happen. We had multiple different strategies based on how they would go. Thank God Jennifer was bringing her 22 years of like executive quarter, cor- corporate leadership into yeah. being able to establish all those plans. But we came out of that. Because um, stuff like that can really rip a, a couple apart when it comes oh, to very true. financial With stress. Finances, financial yeah. stress, absolutely, absolutely. And I just, it just think it did the absolute opposite for us. Wow. It just did the absolute opposite for it. We just, we, we just like we had to team up and use the highest level of our thinking and our savvy and our strategy and our risk taking to make decisions for our family of six, and you know, and hope to God it worked. And it was just, it was such a brutal time, but we made it and we made it out very, very strong. But for a while we just Mm. didn't know. So I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud of is that we went through that and didn't let the stress of the financial situation break apart us, our family, and just did the exact opposite. I'm proud of that for us and, and our family because it was a very trying situation. But now, you know what? I know what we're made of. Yeah. I know what we're made of. Like people are like freaking out about COVID-19. Oh, the business is like, it might, but you know what? I already know. It doesn't matter. You could literally take everything away from me. I I could just do it again. So, but that level of confidence comes from when you go through something hard Mm. and you make it through. So that's why Mm. I think I'm most proud of it. And it's given me peace during a, a tumultuous time. True. True. Okay, last question. That was so powerful, by the way. Uh, what was the most important lesson you've ever learned? Maybe the lesson was in there in the mix. I'm not sure. But what was the uh, most important lesson you've ever learned? Or maybe more important lesson in real estate. How about that? Yeah, so it, most important lesson in real estate actually came from 2008 and 2009. And um, that really was not to be over leveraged. Because like, one of the, my main strategies back then was 
um, you know, for the birth strategy would be pull out 90%, like, you know, renovate the property, pull out 90%, mm. live on the cash. And then, so I had my whole portfolio built with this very tiny little margin and I didn't have capital reserves. And I didn't know that that was a big thing. I tell people now, like, don't get into rentals if you don't have any reserves or you don't have a partner mm. who has reserves. Cause yeah. they throw out the most random things sometimes that you don't yeah. expect. And so one of the biggest lessons for me, and that was what, that was the question Jennifer asked me that was so important to get us back into passive income investing was, well, what did you learn last time that you know not to do? And I was like, oh, it was don't, don't get so highly leveraged. Don't, don't pull out all of the equity and leave only 10% mm. because you're just not giving yourself enough wiggle room. So that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing I've said is be just, that I learned is, be a little bit more conservative and slow down. Like you don't need to go so fast. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, wow. that's, that's <laughs> I've had a lot of lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, speaking of lessons, Daisy, I wanted, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember it. It's something I wanted to remind you. Some of the best advice you've ever given me uh, was a number of years ago when I was in San Diego and I had just come from an event and after that event, it was just, we were at your condo. Um, you know, you were sitting with, with my cat, Debbie, on your lap. I literally yeah. can picture it like it was yesterday. You remember this? Oh, my I gosh. I totally that, do. I remember exactly. And you had, like, you were wearing, like, a dress shirt because you had I was wearing a dress shirt. I was, like, yeah, I had just left from speaking, and I was yep. doing this this whole training. And I'll never forget because my I asked you, I said, I said Stacy, I don't get it. Because you knew I was, like, I, I left that morning all excited and I came back like super depressed <laughs> and you said, well, what, what, what's wrong? And I said, well, I don't understand after every time I speak, people come up to me and they say, how old are you? Uh, how long you've been doing this? And I was, I was younger back then. Well, obviously I was younger back then, but I was so much younger and I looked a lot younger. And, and all you stuff. looked, yeah, you looked like a kid. Yeah, I looked like a kid and I was doing a lot of real estate deals. And yeah. and the reality is when people, I was so annoyed. And you know what you said to me? You said, well, it's all in the way you say your story. And you asked me like, well, what do you typically tell people? And I said, well, I would tell them, uh, you know, I'm 21 years old or so. I would say my age in the mix because I thought that was something to be proud of. Like I'm a young guy and all that stuff. And you said, no, instead of, instead of saying it that way, change it up and tell them how long you've been investing and never bring up your age. Right. And They'll I just like, assume you look young and you're not as young as you look. Yeah, exactly. I'll never forget that, Stacey. And it's, it's awesome advice. <laughs> I did not even remember that. I love you remember that. that? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I would love for you to share with everyone um, any type of information where people can go find out only about maybe about your 14 day challenge or any way that people can get uh, in touch with you. And uh, if, if they like what they hear and they want to get connected with you, what, where can they go? Yeah. So I just, the, the, really the Facebook page is where we kind of funnel everything. We have a YouTube channel, but I think the Facebook page is really the main place to come and just get involved in the community. And we have links okay. to, to everything there, but it's the okay. remote passive income real estate investing Facebook group and you just Absolutely. click join and answer some questions. We'll let you in. And um, if you know you want to do the challenge, offers. we haven't been marketing the challenge yet. Actually, yeah. we've only like right. told a few people about it. Yeah. 
we made, we did all this effort to put it together and we haven't even marketed it yet. But the people who've taken it have loved it. So, but anyway, but yeah, they just, you know, come to the page and just, you know, get to know us and we'll, you know, see how we can help you. Absolutely. And I'll put the, I'll put all that description, by the way, the link will be in the show notes, guys. You can check out the link there and uh, get involved in the Facebook group. Stacy, thank you so much for coming in and uh, doing this interview and, and, and helping and blessing with your knowledge and experience, but also inspiring a lot of people to uh, take action in the real estate business. I really appreciate awesome. it. Well, I appreciate it. And one other thing I just wanted to say is if you yeah. guys end up coming over to our passive income group, just when the first question is, how did you hear about us? Please let me know that it's from Nathan. So that way, like I just, that way I know what our connection is. I'm, I really enjoy that. Yeah, that would be great. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Stacy. Thanks, Nathan.